February 7th, 2023. We're continuing in Masechet Berachot. We're on Daf Yod Aleph Amud Bet, and we're 18 lines from the top, two words before the end of the line. Says the Gemara, Amarav Huna. The context which the Gemara kind of stepped into um, is the issue of Birkot HaTorah. We were initially uh, discussing Birkot Kriyat Shema. We'll, of course, resume that in a bit, but the Gemara in this context begins talking about Birkot HaTorah. The reason it did so was because of that statement we read last time with regards to that second of the Birkot Kiryat Shema in the morning, Ahavat Olam, or Ahavat Abba, as the Gemara will continuously refer to it. And that Biracha, which can double as Birkot Torah, if necessary, if a person hasn't said Birkot Torah, is why the Gemara now begins to talk a little bit further about Birkot Torah. The Gemara will discuss it over here. The Gemara will return to talking about it again on Daf Kaf Aleph. Uh, the Gemara in those two circumstances really are what make up the bedrock of Siman Memzayin and Ora Hayim and Shohan Aruch, these Halachot of Birkot Torah. Uh, we'll discuss it more here and then even further over there. Says the Gemara, Amar of Huna, Lamikra Sarich Levarech. Lamidrash and Sarich Levarech. Uh, what the, the first opinion here, Rav Huna, suggests is with regards to obligation of Birkot Torah, and the Gemara hasn't even addressed what the Birkot Torah are. I mean, I can tell you, we can discuss that already at this point. We know from the beginning of the Sidur, right after Birkot HaShachar, Shekedsham Sotav Svano Al Divre Torah, as we say, Veha'arevna, and then Asher Baharbano, those are either three or counting as two. We'll talk about that as we go along in the Gemara of the Birkot Torah. So the question really is are those Berachot necessary before? For any uh, context and uh, and structure of Torah, or the specific matters and words of Torah, this first opinion says la mikrasarich specifically and only Torah bichtav la midrash. Anything beyond that, Rashi says midrash. It might be karov la mikra, but it's not the mikra itself. What's he referring to? Rashi tells us mechilta sifra sifre mechilta is what we call midrash halacha on sefer shemot. Which means, say, well, we have a book, it's called Mechilta. If you were to open up to Pesukim and Sefer Shemot and understand them in the context of Halacha, the way the rabbis from the time of the Mishnah interpreted them, it's in a book called Mechilta. On Vayikra, it's a book called Sifra. We talked about that just a bit ago. Sifra Deverav. Actually, the Gemara will talk about it actually in a few lines from now. That's Sifra, the book. is. It's also known as Torat Kohanim. That's a Midrash Halacha on Vayikra. And then on Bimidbar and Devarim, you have what's called Sifre. That's the Midrash Halacha on that. So the statement over here is the only circumstances which necessitate, which obligate Bekota Torah is Mikra, Torah Shbikhtav. Not anything that's rabbinic works in interpreting. Next opinion. Rabbi Lazar Amar, La Mikra, Vila Midrash, Sarich Levarech. La Mishnah, and Sarich Levarech. This next opinion, that of Rabbi Lazar, he says both Mikra and even Midrash. Again, keep in mind, Midrash is very closely associated with the text. It's directly explaining it. Uh, you need to make Berachah, but not for Mishnah. Uh, well, what's Mishnah? And I'm explaining the Gemara based on Rashi, but really highlighted by Talmidei Rabbeinu Yonah. Each of these opinions takes you a bit further away from the core, call it, words of God of the Torah Shibichtav. So each one of these moves you a little bit further. Mishnah, of course, is a bit further from it. It's not even referring to Pesukim consistently. It's telling you the laws, which are, of course, derived from Pesukim. It's not even mentioning those Pesukim. What would the first opinion say about Mishnah? 
that you don't need to make Benachah. All the more so, even though he didn't mention Mishnah per se. All the more so, certainly. And, and of course, by extension, Talmud. includes as well Mishnah, but not Talmud. What's the difference between Talmud and Mishnah? Uh, Rashid's words are La Gemara. Um, excuse me, Rashid's words, are, I'm, I'm reading from the wrong area in Rashi. Uh, afla, excuse me, I'm reading from the right area in Rashi. says Rashi, Afla Gemara Sarich Levarech, Shehu Ikar Torah We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, what the Gemara is referring to over here is when it says Gemara, we're explaining as Rashi writes here it is afterwards, Gemara, Hainu Sevarat Ta'ame Mishnah. It's interpretation of Mishnah. It's almost the secondary literature on the secondary literature to a certain It's the interpretation of the interpretation. Keep in mind, Mikra is our Pesukim. Mishnah is codifying the interpretation of those Pesukim, and Talmud is now deriving from those Mishnayot what those Mishnayot truly meant. According to this last opinion, for Gemara, you're not making Berkota Torah. Lastly, the last opinion suggests even for Talmud. Rashi explains why even for Talmud. Um, so you and I might say it's also Torah. It's true that it's also Torah. What Rashi seems to be bothered by is its distance from the Torah Shibiktav, which apparently is our primary function with regards to Berkota Torah. Rashi therefore says that Gemara is Shemimenu Hora'a Yose'a. We learn halacha from Talmud. As a result, says Rashi, Hu ikar ha-Torah. It's the primary source of Torah. Amazingly, then, we spun things on their head. As much as we began thinking the closer you are to Mikra, the closer you'll be to Beracha, the suggestion is since practice is going to be determined from Gemara, will understand as well that Beracha needs to be on Gemara. Aren't these all dangerous statements by each rabbi, depending on their own opinion? Wouldn't they say not to do either? Meaning, if you're going to do Mikra, odds are... Sorry, if you're going to do the Midrash, odds are you're going to also do a little Mikra while you're at it to make sure. And then when you do a Mishnah, you're going to say, well, actually, let me read that. You're always only such a close step removed. But wouldn't they just say it's safest or it's best to just... Say, keep in, keep I, I hear you, and then learn something in that context. So maybe to a certain extent it's theoretical. In other words, you, your, your point is you're not really going to learn Talmud without learning Mishnayot as well. And as a result, maybe more than anything, they're trying to quantify what is it that we're making the Beracha on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ultimately speaking, maybe they will all tell you, so find the right situation and learn Mikra right afterwards, kind of like we do in the morning, have the Bekat Kohanim right afterwards, or, or have that in mind, that's what you're making the Bekot Torah for. But more than anything, I think what they're asking is, what is the purpose of those Birkot Torah? So I want to just make two points on this uh, uh, otherwise. Firstly, those words of Rashi, that's reminiscent of, you'll find, um, in generations after, both after Harambam and then again after Shohan Aruch, you'll find many sources in many of the books that follow them about warning you and me from just studying those books in order to derive halacha. People have this tendency to take the shortcut and say, well, it's already codified in Mishneh Torah Harambam, Shohan Aruch, Maran, Rabbi Yosef Karo put it together. Well, it's not so fast. Not so fast. In order to truly understand halacha, in order to truly apply halacha, you must necessarily be studying Talmud, which is the source of it all.
Uh, at the same time, I want to mention as well, Rabbeinu Yonah, Talmudet Rabbeinu Yonah, the commentary of which can be found in the back of the Gemara. Um, in the back of the Gemara, Talmudet Rabbeinu Yonah suggests the following, not so much like Rashi, that the reason of Gemara is because of the Halacha Shebo, but rather... Even Gemara, this last opinion says, ultimately speaking, is touching on Pesukim. In other words, each of these opinions might distance you a little bit further from the Pesukim, but each one of the rabbis repeats and tells you, but at the end of the day, this is all getting back to the Pasuk and the interpretation of God's Word. And that's a real mindset, which I think is necessary methodologically in the Beit Midrash of Gaon Mivilna and Hazonish, by extension later on, they were very makpid, to the best of my knowledge, to study Torah in such a fashion. They had that sort of vision of, let's start with the Pasuk, let's derive it from the Midrash Halakha, let's bring that to the Mishnah and then to the Gemara and so forth. Uh, it's not always practiced in such a fashion, but the question is contextualizing what you're doing. Sometimes a person will open up to the Gemara and say, ah, this was the Torah. These are, you have to be able to understand and appreciate, that's really a lesson from this Gemara. These words should be and will be reflecting a tradition which will bring us back to, so to speak, that call of God at Har Sinai. Okay, continues the Gemara and it says, in order to prove that last opinion, that aflat Talmud, or in the words of Rashi, even for Gemara, yeah, the, when you're when you're interpreting the Mishnayot, Sarich Levarech, we bring a proof for that from a Maaseh Shaya. De Amar Barashe, Zimnin Sagin. Rav the son of Asher, says many times, Zimnin times, Sagin many. Havakaimna. I stood kameh in front of derav of the emora rav letanuye in order to study pirkin besifra deverav in order to learn together with him from the midrash halacha known as sifra. That's the uh, again Torah Kohanim midrash halacha vayikra. And what would he do as he was about to expound on those midrashim? Keep in mind, I'm interpreting the Gemara as the Aharonim do, not just to read the midrash halacha, but to explain it, to give us interpretation. Later on, on Daf Yodal, it's even the lashon in the Gemara when it describes us have a Initially, before teaching us, it sounds like in the morning, maybe even later on, he would do netilat yadaim. He would make Birkota Torah, Umatre Lam Pirkin, and then he would teach us the the the, the Sifra de Veraf. Effectively, this is being pro- brought as a proof that even for Gemara, even for the interpretation, uh, removed several fold from the Mikra, we make Birkota Torah. Says so the Gemara, okay, we've been talking about Birkota Torah. We started with Ahavarabba, we talked about what to say it on. But what are Birkota Torah? Can you tell us the that we followed today? We say it even for Gemara, indeed. Allah Khalamase. Says the Gemara, it's in Shohan Aruch and Siman Memzain. If you look next to the word where it says, Afla Talmud Sarich Levarech, in the Gemara, there's a little Dalet, leads you up to the top right hand corner, in Mitzvah, near Mitzvah. Dalet Maimoni Sham, to Shohan Aruch Sham, that's Siman Memzain, in Saif Bet. If you talk open to Shohan Aruch, says it explicitly. Says Gemara, Maim Varech. So what are the Berkota Torah? What is the Bekata Torah? Maybe there's just one. Amar of Yudah Marshimuel, Ashekedishan, Mustav Sivanu, La'as. The first beracha that's mentioned here in our Gemara is the beracha of La'asok. Esek could be perhaps best translated as working in, toiling in Torah. 
uh, well, you open up to uh, many of our uh, prayer books. So specifically, we have here uh, the Sidur of Kol Yaakov on page 4. It doesn't say, It says, Well, you see the little mark next to that word, in our Gemara. That's the marking of Rabbi Akiva Eger. It leads you to the right-hand side in this Gemara that we're using. Where it says, Gilion Hashas. It says, And then it says, Barif. That's Rabbi Itzhak Al-Fasi, one of the early um, collectors of Halakha from the Gemara, found this, of course, in the back of standard Gemarot. Ha-Girsa, the proper Girsa in the Gemara is, quote, Al-Divre Torah. That's as we, Svaradim, have it until today. Harambam has it, Al-Divre Torah, as well, as you'd somewhat expect. There's an interesting debate about this. Rabbi David Abudaram says the reason it's al divrei Torah, perhaps, as opposed to la'asok b'divrei Torah, is la'asok b'divrei Torah seems to denote, seems to describe, you're involved just in the Torah in front of you, just in the Talmud Torah. al divrei Torah is more expansive. It's uh, appreciation of the mitzvot, which are derived from it in performance and so on and so forth. Rabbi Yosef Karo, in his Bet Yosef, says, wait a second, Abu Dharam, that's the reason for al divrei Torah? What are these Berachot after all? The Berachot Torah, you should be making the Berachah specifically on the Limud. Your very logic to say al divrei Torah is why I appreciate the La'asok B'divrei Torah, because these Berachot should be zoned in specifically on the Limud. It seems as if it would be David Abu Dharam's vision of Berkota Torah, something along the lines of what we learned in Tosafot last time. Berkota Torah reflect a life. They reflect not only the black and white letters and pages in front of you, they reflect what they mean to you and how they will be thought about and experienced by you throughout the day. That's the words, Al-Divre Torah. Okay, that's the first, perhaps, of the Birkot Torah. Continues the Gemara, and it says, Hanan First, we'll just translate the words. Rebiyo Hanan would conclude it as follows. Quote, Ha'arev na Hashem elokenu et dibre Torah techa befinu, fiot ammecha betisel, v'neyanachna v'seseh, v'seseh, ammecha betisel, kulanu yodere shemecha, ve'oske Torah techa, baruch ata Hashem ha'melamed Torah le'amo Yisrael. Not exactly the wording that we have. We'll discuss differences in a moment, but first and foremost, those words, Misayem Bahache. He would conclude. That's not like he's concluding, he's doing second beracha. First beracha al divre Torah, second beracha veha arevna. Rashi, on the left hand side, about 15 or so lines from the top, maybe 20 lines from the top or more, says, Maybe 20 something lines from the top. Says Rashi, Debae, because you need Pitihabe Baruch. A proper berachat should start with baruch, that's a shekel shanum sotav sot, and then end with baruch, meaning the conclusion, hamelamed Torah. According to Rashi, it appears, and we have this explicit in Tosafot, in Masechet Kitubot and Dafhet, those first two references separated in the Sidur in front of us by paragraphs are really just one long berachat. That's significant, because you understand then that you shouldn't be stopping in the middle of those two, because they're really one. It makes sense as well that we, our girsa, our nosah and the tefillah of the berachah is v'ha'arevna. Now, when do you start a berachah with a vav? Vav is, and you should. Unless it's continuing, it's the simplest way of understanding this, it's continuing the berachah which began beforehand. Now let me continue. And you should make 
those words of Torah sweet and palatable to me. Harambam, however, disagrees. Harambam has this, as he writes, three separate berachot. Okay, what are the words? Uh, what do they mean and how do we express them? Ha'arevna Hashem Elokeinu, God. Arev is something, again, that's that's you, know, you want to be with, something that's sweet and palatable. Edivre Torah Techa, your words of Torah befinu, in our mouths, ubfiot amecha Beit Yisrael, and in the mouths of anyone who's a member of Beit Yisrael. And we should be, and our descendants as well. Now in our Sidur, so Nosach Kadum, it says, and the descendants of our descendants. The reasons for that, the truth is the Gemara talks about not only having Torah continued to next generation, but two generations, the Gemara um, toward the end of the, the first Perek Masechet Kiddushin talks about anyone who teaches his grandchild Torah, it's as if he stood at Har Sinai. There's a vision of not just continuing it one generation, I'm really setting this forth into the future. So we mentioned not only Se'esayenu, but Se'esayenu, our grandchildren, the descendants of all of Beit Israel. Kulanu, we should be, all of us, Yode'e, Shemecha. Yodei Shemecha means we should know your name. What do you mean to know the name of God? <clears throat> no simple interpretation to this. Several of the Mefarshim, and I'm going to embellish it in our own way, suggest the following. Again, we're portraying it in, in, in the way that perhaps makes best sense to me. The Gemara on Dafkaf Aleph Amud Aleph here in Masechet Berachot has the following dirasha. The Gemara says that the source or the rem is in the Torah for this concept of Bekota Torah is a pasuk which says, Kishem Adonai Ekra, Havu Godel Elohenu. I'll call out the name of God and you should give grandeur to, to him. Havu Godel Elohenu. And uh, uh, the, Rashi has one interpretation based on the Gemara Masechet Yoma, but Maharsha, as we're going to focus on, by extension later on, Nefesh Hayim and others suggest the interpretation goes as follows. It says that the statement, Kishem Adonai Ekra, is a reference to, I will say words of Torah, referred to as Shem Hashem. Havu you in turn should give grandeur to God, meaning say the Berkota Torah. It's an interesting reading of it. It means we're associating Torah with the name of God. First and foremost, psychologically, in terms of a way we might appreciate that, names oftentimes identify a person. Your identity is your name. I have a good name. It speaks something about me. Tell me about him and his family name. The family name defines who they are. What's the name of Bore Olam? It's the Torah. It's his words. It's his essence. Uh, so that's first and foremost. Beyond that, Maharsha and Nefesh Hayim refer us to the words of Ramban Nachmani as an introduction to the Torah, who's saying something on deeper mystical levels, but effectively coming back to the same point, that the entirety of the Torah, from the Beit of Bereshit until the Lamed of Yisrael, the first and last words, is all the name or names of God. It's a question of how you read the Torah. You and I read it as Bereshit, Bara, Elohim, Tashmaim, You can read it on different levels and different understandings, appreciating it as the names of God. That is Torah. Then, if that's the interpretation, you now kind of understand these words. Kulanu We know the name of God. We should know your identity, God. We should know Torah. That's what it means to be Yodea Shem Hashem. Ve'oske Torah Techa, our Gemara says, we have Ve'oske Torah Techa Nishma. 
That's an interesting additional word. Again, a nosach kadum. Lishma, the difference between lishma and shelo lishma. The Gemara Masech Pesachim and Dafnun. We'll have a Gemara in Masech Berachot later on as well. It's a, in the simplest sense, it's a person who's doing it with the expressed purpose of understanding, knowing, and being involved, as opposed to having an ulterior motive. Says that says the Beracha. We have Vilomde Torah Techa Lishma as opposed to Oske, our Gemara has indeed. Baruchata Hashem, Melamed, Hamelamed Torah Le Amo Yisrael, God who has taught or who is the teacher of Torah to Israel. So, according to the opinion, it says it's one Beracha. One should not answer Amen if they hear the first half. Yes, correct. Correct. Now, again, if you say a beracha to my, um, I'm into my beracha, it's not a hefsek per se, but we're not really pausing in the middle. And as a result, ideally, again, there's a debate about this. Ideally, you, you, you don't say a man over there because we imagine this as one long beracha. Says the Gemara, Amarav Hamnuna, Virav Hamnuna, Amar, Asher Baharbanu Mikol Ha'amim, Venatalanu Etorato. That's the next beracha in our Sidu, Baruch Hashem, Okirmel Ha'olam, Asher Baharbanu Mikol Ha'amim. You chose us from all the nations. Venatalanu Etorato, you gave us the Torah. This as Tur in Siman Memzain points out, is our way of remembering Ma'amad Har Sinai. Ramban Nachmani counts that as a positive mitzvah from the Torah. The beginning mitzvah. Perhaps we fulfill that in this Beracha. He even mentions the fire of Torah, which is, so to speak, the imagery of Har Sinai that you're mentioning perhaps and hopefully realizing in this Beracha, Baruch Amonai, Baruch Hashem, Noten HaTorah. Now those last words, Noten HaTorah, Gaon Mivilna in his commentary, Kol Eliyahu in Masechet Eruvin on Dafkaf Aleph points out that Noten HaTorah seems to be the wrong tense. It's present tense as opposed to past tense. Even Hamilamed is reflect, reflexive, which kind of describes God as he is the teacher. But over here it says he's giving the Torah. What do you mean he's giving the Torah? Gaon Mivilna suggests that the interpretation to this, and again we'll embellish this a bit, is every time that we study Torah, if we do it appropriately, we're tapping back into the words of God. We're rehearing or extending that voice which was heard to Am Yisrael back there at Har Sinai. Truth is, the Torah describes how the shofar was kol gadol velo yasaf. It was this great sound, and it didn't yasaf. Unkelus, quoted by Rashi as well, as suggests that lo yasaf means la pasek. It never stopped. That voice, that sound of Har Sinai continues to reverberate. The question is if you've heard it, if you've appropriately strained your ears to appreciate it. Studying Torah lishma, studying Torah with the proper intention means I'm tapping into a rich tradition, but more than that, I'm being given the Torah afresh. It's new. It's something which is relevant to me in this moment. The Gemara later on on Daf Kafdalit will have a discussion about people who are impure and the possibility or impossibility of them studying Torah and being involved with mitzvot if they haven't immersed appropriately. And the Gemara over there will suggest, and it'll have famous words, the Gemara will say um, that the same way the Torah, the way the same way the Torah, the same pasuk I mentioned earlier, of the Torah being like, we first mentioned Har Sinai, 
excuse me, first mention of which we understand as the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. And then we say, the day in which you stood at Har Sinai. Well, what's the association? You're supposed to study Torah and the day you stood at Har Sinai. So as I mentioned, Ramban Nachmani says, positive commandment, remember the Torah. Alternatively, what the Gemara is, Doresh, is every time you study Torah, it's supposed to be a reenactment, a re-experience of Har Sinai. Beretet, Bezi'ah, well, it's supposed to be an experience which has awe and trepidation, be'emah, be'ira'ah, fear. There's supposed to be a certain experience which is not just, hey, I'm studying these words from a static book which is disconnected and removed from the initial giving. It's notena Torah. It's something which is vibrant, fresh, and real. Here, together with me, it's the words of the Zohar that I've more than once quoted. The Zohar says every time a person studies Torah, they're standing on Torah de Sinai, they're standing on Har Sinai, to truly appreciate Torah as Torah Tashem means to have in your mind and experience every time that you're rehearing this from Bore Olam as he uttered it and gave it over to us prophetically at Har Sinai. The Mishnah at the end of Masechet Avot has this statement that and every day there's a bat kol, there's some heavenly voice which comes out from Chorev saying, What is that heavenly voice which emanates from Har Chorev, of course, Har Sinai? Perhaps it's the same kol gadol velo yasaf. Noten HaTorah is our opportunity daily to stop to pause, to reflect, to say, what is Torah to me? Is Torah something removed, something that you and I have constructed and interpreted our way? Or are we in a real sense, if we're straining our ears carefully, actually hearing the words of God again at Har Sinai to us now? Says the Gemara, Amarav Hamnuna, Zohi Me'ula Shebaberachot. The statement over here is, Rav Hamnuna expressed, this is the best of the Berachot. Now be mindful of the fact that Rav Hamnuna is the one who mentioned that last beracha. Is he extolling? Is he praising himself? I say, this beracha, by the way, this is the best of the berachot? It could be. Rashash suggests from a different Gemara uh, that there are two Rav Hamnunas. The Gemara over here says, Berav Alfas Ita, that means in Rif, the Nosach is, the Girsa is, if you look at the side of the Gemara over here. Veha de Rav Hamnuna, and that of Rav Hamnuna, meaning he didn't say it about his own Beracha. The Gemara expresses it is the Me'ula. Okay, where does that leave us? Which one of these Berachot should we say? Whether it's one, two, or three, whether it's two or three. Should we be saying all of them? Should we choose one of them? Should we just do the last one because that's the greatest? Says the Gemara Hilkach, and Rabbi Eger decides that the Nosa, the Gersa over here might be Amarav Papa, as the Gemara has elsewhere. Hilkach, therefore, Lemrinu, we should say, Lekulehu, to all of them. And there are two Nusha'ot on that, two Gersa'ot on those words as well. Tosafot, as we mentioned earlier, and it's it's cited over here in the in the column, Tosafot, Masech Kitubot, and Dafhet, says that the Girsa in our Gemara is Hilkach, therefore, Nimrinhu, we should say, or Limrinhu, Litarvaihu, to both of them. That's Tosafot explaining there's really only two Berachot. Alternatively, Likulhu means to all of them, seemingly telling us there's more than just two. There's three of them. But if you were to open to Shohan Aruch Siman Memzayin, you'll understand where to say all of these Berachot, to open to our Sidur on page 4 and 5 in the Kol Ya'akob Sidur, you'll understand these are the Berachot that are purposed and, and we're supposed to be saying daily. The Gemara later on, as I mentioned on Daf Kaf Aleph, will say, where do you have Berachot Torah? Min HaTorah. 
And they will cite that pasuk of Kishem Adonai Ekra, Havugot Eleloheinu. I don't mention one or two other matters in that context. It's for that reason that according to some, it's not the majority view, but according to some, Berkot Torah are the second of only two Berachot, which are Min HaTorah. Berkat HaMazon, of course, Ve'achata V'sava'ata U'Berachta, but as well, maybe Berkot Torah, even if it's not actually a mitzvah from the Torah, as Shohan Aruch writes at the very end of Simam Mem Zayin, these are Berachot that we need to be very careful about, that the Hachamim are telling us are of utmost significance and importance. To summarize what we did today is we talked about what we say Berkot Torah on, we highlighted the words of Talmidei Rabbeinu Yonah and how we saw it in the Gemara that effectively was purposed to be thinking about uh, the words of Mikra, the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How we find that in Gemara, well, it'll be spliced, but the mindset of the Gemara seems to be, uh, in our uh, interpretation, that you're reading the interpretation of the words of God. That very much dovetails with the last point we made with regards to that last berachav, noten ha-Torah, envisioning it as it's being given to you now. Might be my words to you, might be our conversation. Effectively, we're hearing God's words if we're envisioning this properly. We read about the several berachot. We read about the me'ulash berachot, the asher b'achabanu. We understood that Tur told us that's the opportunity to reflect upon Har Sinai, which might be a positive mitzvah, from the Torah. So asher b'achabanu, mikolami menatamanu, choosing of Am Yisrael. You'll find it in Parashat Yitro. Am Yisrael is chosen from the other nations, and we're given the Torah. Uh, and ultimately speaking, the Gemara tells us we say all of these berachot, again, whether the first two connected might be designated by avav, veha'arev, if they're separate, might be ha'arev. We saw those interesting words of Rashi in interpreting the words of Rabbi Yohanan, misayim, that his interpretation is it's truly one. As you mentioned, there'd be enough kamina with regards to this question of whether you could pause in the middle and talk to someone, whether perhaps you could say amen to someone else's berachot in that context or not. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.